Hello and welcome to Letter Podcast. My name is Ingutu and I have a special guest for you this week. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did making it. Remember, you can find Brella Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram. Check the description box for links to previous episodes as well as where you can find today's guest. Enjoy! Hi Inutu, thanks so much for inviting me onto the Bulala podcast. It's a pleasure to speak about my music a little bit and to share a little bit um, about my process and my thoughts with you all. Um, so I am not a regular listener to the Bulala podcast. I've listened to a few episodes um, and really enjoyed what I've heard. Uh, but I'm not, It's it's not because I... I'm not a regular listener of your podcast is because I'm generally not a regular listener of any podcasts. I don't have a lot of time on my hands at the moment. I am a mother to two young kids and um, kind of balancing that with um, trying to work through and navigate the music career as an independent musician just takes up a lot of time and a lot of energy. So as the kids start to get bigger, I'll have more space to listen um, and dive into the wealth that is online. Um, but what I have enjoyed listening to uh, particularly was your podcast about the witch. I, I loved your reaction. I just thought um, it was so, so authentically excited. And so, um, and it's great when we can celebrate, you know, um, the, the, people who have helped to form the today of the musical landscape in Zambia. And um, and it's just really nice to be able to celebrate the resurgence of of the of the witch of Jagari Chanda and uh, and and that band and their music. Um, and I yeah, I just I really, really uh, felt very alive listening to that um, that episode. Uh, so that was a real joy for me, especially because I think I listened to it around the t- a time when I was feeling um, we'd had a we'd had a death in the family and and it was a pretty um, sad time for us. and I was feeling uh, saddened by a lot of things and it kind of really, um, was a little ray of light <laughs> uh, into my landscape. So that was joyful and joyous. Um, so my name is Namvala. I am a singer. I'm a songwriter. I am a workshop leader as well, a facilitator. And I write songs that kind of traverse different genres. Um, I think it can become quite difficult to box my music in to one specific genre but what I enjoy exploring is a combination of jazz the freedom of jazz um I enjoy uh folk music and traditional music roots music um and I like taking elements of that um I'm part Scottish and part Zambian so I enjoy exploring the um folk side of of kind of British folk um and the lyricism in that and the kind of root side of Zambian music, traditional side of Zambian music. Um, I enjoy a lot of left field pop. Um, and so the latest EP is kind of a, a real combination and culmination of all of those um, musical landscapes and territories that I, um, that I navigate um, and really is an expression of 
you know, my upbringing. I was I was brought up in the diaspora. I listened to a lot of different music when I was growing up. Um, I absorbed a lot of different musical styles. I enjoy a lot of different music. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not particularly bound to listening to a particular style of music. I like hip hop, I like soul, I like pop, um, I like folk, uh, I like some rap, um, you know, I like some rock. <laughs> um, so really, yeah, my, my musical, and I love jazz and my music, so my musical interests are so broad and varied. And I think that all reflects, um, back into into the music that I make. I am based in currently in Oxford um, in the UK. Um, we have been here full time for the last three years since my son, our first son started school um, just after the pandemic. Um, I was born in Zambia and but brought up abroad, largely abroad. Um, in different um, continents, different countries, um, but my my constant in my life as a child of the diaspora has been uh, Zambia, um, has been returning back home yearly, has been my connection to my family there um, and to friends there, to the music there, um, and so my roots, as you put it, yeah, have, have, have played a big part in, in my music and how I approached my music and how I, um, connect with my music. Um, a lot of my starting points have been, uh, roots music, um, traditional music, traditional folk music, um, and then have kind of, and then there are tributaries from there. So I take a lot of inspiration from there, not just from there, but it's one of my, kind of strong inspirational starting points and sometimes you don't hear it directly in the music you know I may not make a root sounding song but somewhere in there in the process of that um there there might have been a groove or there might have been um a rhythm or there might have been you know a conversation with someone that I had back home um, a lot of the stories that I write songs about are uh, based on stories either from Zambia or more broadly, you know, the continent. Um, and and I draw a lot of inspiration from from the continent musically, um, story wise. I'm 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 really um, I'm really keen to to kind of uh, explore and to celebrate our stories. Um, and so, so that, that has formed a big part of, of, of how I make my music and what I make my music about. I have released two albums, two full albums to date, Shuezwa and Quiet Revolutions. Um, Shuezwa was in 2014 and Quiet Revolutions was in 2017. And I'm just in the process of releasing a twin EP. The first EP was released in September of 2023 called All Shades of the Sun and the next EP is going to be released next year in 2024 um, called, and it's called Chasing Shadows. Um, I don't know if I have a favourite. I am currently really enjoying my current EP, All Shades of the Sun, um, 
not necessarily because it's my favorite, but because I feel that it's so much a reflection of how I am feeling um, about myself, how I'm feeling about the world right now, and how I'm trying to understand and process the world through the lens of being a mother, through the lens of being a woman, through the lens of being a human, you know, a political human, um, who is concerned about things that are happening um, in the broader landscape of our humanity. Um, I feel that this current project is um, is kind of like a culmination of the last two albums and um, creatively for me. I feel like the first album was a real... Um, a real exploration of who I was in my very distinct components of Namvala. You know, I am partly this, I am partly that. Um, and I was really trying to understand how I, particularly my connection to Zambia as a child of the diaspora, and really exploring that connection. And the second um, album was really, a, a, you know, a much more um, n nuanced musically, um, but also very much, you know, aligned to our stories as women. Um, I was really, really interested in um, the feminine lens. Um, and I feel like this this third project is, is very much, I feel like it's much more vulnerable. I feel like I am exposing like a jugular <laughs> much more... Um, much more openly um I feel like I am being bolder in the things that I'm allowing myself to say and to speak about um you know I feel like I'm being much more political um overtly political questioning um and I feel a lot of that has come out of becoming becoming a mother um and and the process that I've you know that the kind of the introspection and an outward looking um outward lookingness if you would um that that brings with it you know um and and so this this current ep this current project is really dear to my my heart right now it's also um it was also a project that was born out of like the isolation of the pandemic so in a sense it's it it allowed for a lot more um thought I guess I don't want to say that the other albums are not thoughtful but I think the the silence around the you know that the pandemic brought with it um and the stopping and the stillness um allowed a kind of deeper questioning and allowed a lot more time to like look at every word look at every lyric think about really deeply about whether that's what I was trying to say and that whether that was how I was that's how I wanted to present what I was trying to say what is it like for me to work on an album? Mm. At times it's very, very exciting. I love being in the studio. I love recording. I love seeing the culmination of a lot of work and kind of seeing it all come together into this beautiful tapestry. I love the collaborative aspect of it. Um, I think the thing that I dislike the most is the release, <laughs> the release process. <laughs> as exciting as it is to get projects out into the world, I, I find it a very um, extremely vulnerable time. 
and also you know working with all the algorithms and the marketing aspects and you know and that side of it which just to me feels very uncreative um you know there's parts around there's things around the release like making the videos and 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 that kind of content which is fun and creative um but i i don't enjoy the the, the kind of release process um partly because i don't have a label so a lot falls on my shoulders and it's pretty admin heavy um but i love the creativity of making an album i i and this particular ep all shades of the sun and the chasing shadows has been much more collaborative than the previous two albums and that has been really really um wonderful because it's allowed me um it's just allowed a musical depth to my work that um i haven't experienced before and haven't had before um i was collaborating with the producer and bass player lihan donin um who produced the last two albums and it was just a really um a really challenging in the best way of in the best sense of the word a really um challenging process a really really creatively joyous and enjoyable process um so yeah that that that's what it's like for me in in a nutshell um my musical growth i think i've touched on before um i spoke about the first album being a real kind of exploration of who i was as a child of the diaspora and then you know and 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 musically um quite diverse and the second album musically was um more coherent and cohesive um but really traced an arc of the feminine experience. I was trying to look at what it was to be woman from birth up until death and beyond and cyclically um, what it was to be woman. So I was was looking at stories of um, women that I had met, um, you know, grandmothers, young women, um, women who'd been forced into prostitution, grandmothers who'd stood up to rebels in Sierra Leone, um, my niece who at the time when I, you know, I wrote a song about her was kind of entering, about to enter into her teenage years. Um, so all of that um, has, you know, came came in through Into Quiet Revolutions, the second album. And this one, as I spoke about, is much more of a synthesis, I think, of um of of all of all of that process musically i think there's been a lot of letting go um of a need to prove a certain to prove myself or to be held by a certain style of music a certain way of making music a certain type of music that i felt i had to create um whether i felt it as in the pressure was internally myself or I felt it from the outside. And I think with this, um, with this current project, I've, I've been able to let go of a lot of expectations that I felt were actually constraining my creativity. And that's been really, really liberating to be able to just say, I'm going to make what I want and what I feel I need to, you know, I'm going to say what I feel I need to say. And, the people who are in for the ride are in for the ride and the people who want to jump off the ship will jump off the ship and that's just the nature of things and I'm not here as an artist to please people um 
that's not what I feel my my role is as an artist. I, I don't feel I need to um, pander to, um, you know, a certain expectation of the type of music I should make. I, I feel that I need to speak my truth and I feel that I need to speak the world as I see it. And I think that's a really liberating place for me to make music from. And I don't think that would have happened without all of the other stuff that came before. You know, everything is process. Everything is part and and forms the bedrock of who you are today. So me feeling this way would not have been possible without the creative processes that I've been through um, before on the other music that I've written and other projects that I've been involved in. So... I have had a hiatus, a pretty long hiatus since becoming a mum. Things really slowed down and it kind of came in tandem with the pandemic. Um, and it with, you know, my second child was born during the pandemic. And, um, and so things really slowed down a lot for me and, and kind of there was a lot of reconfiguring of, of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to navigate my career. Um, so really, I right now, I'm just very grateful to be releasing. I am very grateful to be having shows coming up. Um, I'm lining up uh, 2024 tour dates. Um, it's pretty much very local at the moment um, to where we live. You know, I'm not going abroad very much uh, because I have a two-year-old and I can't, you know, and I, and I have two small children and I can't really leave for long periods of time and that's fine. Um, and that's the way it is. Um, so right now I'm just really, uh, really pleased to have to be doing these these things um to be touring again um to be to be releasing again um there's a couple of projects that I'm involved in that feel very close to my heart musical projects to do with um perinatal mental well-being music in, in the perinatal mental well-being space and that feels really um really good to me to be involved in in that and another theatre project that's that's um, a collaborative theatre and music project so those are really um, cool things to be involved in the things that I I, I feel on paper um, have been big milestones you know I, I sang in a project with the late Huma Sakela um, you know I've I've toured around Europe I've I've played at, at big festivals and all that has been great but actually you know it's the small things that are milestones for me it's the fact that you know I can I can go and I can play a, a show in a in a in a small venue and people will cry you know or people will come up to me afterwards and say we didn't understand that song because you sung it in you know in your mother's tongue but it moved me so much and for me those are the milestones when I can go and take my music to people who may never have heard my music who may never have visited Zambia who may um who don't know my story and I can move them and touch them in some way and make them feel connected not just to me but to themselves and to the other people in the room and by that broader connection then to other people in you know 
in in this world that we are existing in. I feel those are the milestones. If I can look at somebody and feel that their heart has opened just a little bit more because of my music or because I have played, you know, played a show and they have felt touched by my music and their soul has cracked open a little bit wider, that is a milestone to me. If I can play in a in a space where it's dead quiet and everybody is watching and everybody is listening and the room is silent and with you, that for me is a milestone. Um, you know, and I think I, you know, it takes a lot of courage to to keep doing what we're doing. You know, I think it's taken me a lot of courage to keep doing what I'm doing through various challenges, you know, through mothering two children and and kind of still doing what I'm doing and still making music and still having shows and still touring and still releasing is a milestone for me. So, yeah, there are the big ones, but the multitude of of smaller ones, maybe on paper, but big in my heart. Are, are the things that keep me going. Um, Yo Maps has been on our playlist. Um, Sampa is on our playlist. Um, I love Mumba. You know, he's, he, I love, I always love his music. Um, I love James Sakala. Um, so yeah, um, those are people who kind of frequent our, our playlists. Um, well, I mean, the amazing thing right now is that we've got some pretty big exports, um, you know, coming out of the country, if you want to, if you want to talk about it in economic terms, you know, we've got, we've had the, the very well-deserved resurgence of the witch and they're, they're touring and obviously Sampa the Great is, you know, huge and Yo Maps is, you know, you know, he's, he's, blasting through and and I you know in these he recently did a tour in the UK and so you know all of this is yeah it contributes financially obviously directly because people are getting paid and um, the money is going into people's pockets and they're then able to spend it and circulate it around the economy and people pay taxes and all of that stuff but also beyond that it's like we are showcasing the wealth of of our country and our country is not that well known you know abroad um you know it's not i think people the west africans have been supremely successful at exporting themselves um you know south africa is a major powerhouse and it's just really um great when we can be like hey this is zambia this is zambian music this is zambian culture and the, and people are able to say oh yo like oh so this is zambia and this is zambian music and and be able to to kind of envisage what um aspects of of the wealth of of the country um and be be introduced to to the wealth of the heritage, um, the wealth of music, um, and and hopefully through you know through these big names that are that are making it on the international on international platforms, people will start to root around a bit more, 
you know, Mumba has been touring in North Africa. He was playing in, I think, Egypt or Tunisia or somewhere. Um, you know, he's been, he did a show with Sona Jabate, the, the big West African um, uh, musician, female Kora player, and, and she's huge. And, you know, and I, I'm, my hope is that people just, just explore more through these through these musicians who are who are taking taking Zambia into the international sphere and and through that they can see how wealthy Zambia is how much Zambia has to offer um in terms of culture in terms of tradition in terms of music um in terms of natural beauty so uh so that's 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 what i i see the value um being and and locally you know zambia forms such a an in- i mean music forms such an integral part of zambia's tapestry it forms such an integral part of the way that people move through life you know there's music everywhere music in churches music in the bars music on you know the radio is always on and and I, and that in itself is is just it it feeds the economy it it feeds the economy financially it feeds the economy um in terms of like it's spiritually and i don't mean spiritually necessarily religiously i just mean you listen to music and you feel good you feel connected and when you feel good and you feel connected you are a happier and better human and that's why music is such an important part to every culture you know every culture um has music it's a necessary part of our existence as human beings um so yeah you can talk about economy in financial terms but you can also talk about economy in terms of well-being in terms of the wealth of culture and the wealth of heritage and the wealth of tradition and i think you know, if we can broaden the understanding of economy beyond purely finance to encompass these other aspects as well, then we'd, you know, the, the value of the arts might be placed a little bit higher and maybe a little bit more investment would be put into into them. You can follow me on social media at Namvala Sings and you can catch my music on Bandcamp and pre-order the vinyl if you're vinyl lovers um, for the new EP on Bandcamp which is namvala.bandcamp.com I have a website www.namvala.com and you can listen to the albums and the new EP on all the major streaming platforms digital streaming platforms thank you so much Inutu for having me on your podcast it's been a pleasure um, speaking to your questions And thank you for listening.